This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, you, yes you, you can help conservationists study how birds migrate through Chicagoland. We'll tell you how. Plus, celebrating powerful contemporary Black women through odes. We'll meet the poet behind the new collection, Black Roses. But first, I knew that teaser of spring yesterday was too good to be true. Time to bundle up, Chicago. We are in the midst of yet another winter weather advisory. Now, the temperatures were the highest that they've ever been since Christmas yesterday, 52 degrees. I was out living my best life. But now Mother Nature has other plans, including freezing rain and snow. So with us to discuss the weather is our go-to guy on the topic, Argonne National Laboratory atmospheric scientist Scott Collis. Welcome back, Scott. Good afternoon, Sasha. Scott, so I'm inside a studio, as you know, with no windows, but I happen to know that there is no snow yet at Navy Pier. So is it coming? Yeah, there's no snow yet at Navy Pier, but it's really coming down in Kankakee, down to our south. Visibility has dropped to about half a mile. Roads are getting slick, and that's going to work its way up into our area probably over the next hour, starting up around 2 p.m. with the heaviest snow coming in at peak hour traffic at 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, wow. So how much can we expect? You said the heaviest snow. Yeah, so this isn't a really big event. The heaviest snowfall rates we can expect around 5 p.m. are around that one inch per hour or maybe even less in the uh, you know downtown Chicago region. If you go to the south of Cook County, we could see higher rates of around about two inches per hour, probably about a total of five inches down south tapering down to more like two inches when you get up towards Evanston and so forth, but maybe just a little bit more along the lake because of that good old lake effect snow. Mm-hmm. Now, is snow all that we should expect for today? So, again, it depends where you are. Down around our southern regions, there's a little bit of ice and freezing rain falling at the moment because they're sitting right on the border between where it's cold enough to snow or too warm to snow. In the Chicago region, the downtown region and DuPage County, um, it will be just snow. And even better for people who like snow, which I know is necessarily you, it will be that <laughs> nice, light, fluffy snow rather than the heavy heart attack snow. Well, you talked about freezing rain there. What happens when, when snow falls on top of freezing rain? Okay, first of all, let me, let's talk a little bit about what freezing rain actually is because it's really interesting stuff because freezing rain is what happens when air right next to the surface is below freezing, but there's a layer of air above that that is actually warm enough to rain. So that forms a little raindrop, falls through that cold air, and then it becomes really, really cold. So when it hits the surface, it like instantaneously freezes into ice. Now, when we get snow falling on top of freezing rain, basically what you'll get is this layer of snow on top of ice, and that can be kind of dangerous because you could be walking along and think you've got nice, grippy snow to walk on, mm-hmm. and there's just that slick ice underneath. So I guess a real take-home for your audience and for yourself is keep an eye where you're walking tomorrow and today. Yeah, for sure. What about the wind situation right now, Scott? It, it was pretty fierce during my drive this morning. Yeah, and it's, it's still fierce out there at the moment, and the winds are turning easterly off the lake. So anybody along the lake needs to pay special attention. There is a lake side flood advisory at the moment. So you add a lakeside flood advisory, you have 10 to 15-foot waves, add in some sub-freezing temperatures. Lakefront's not really where you want to be right now. Uh, that wind is going to continue to blow. It's going to cause blizzard-like conditions to our south, again, around Kankakee County and areas 
along there. But it will taper uh, a little bit overnight, but it's actually going to stay fairly breezy throughout the weekend, but sunnier and warmer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some of us are, are still kind of experiencing PTSD from Winter Storm Landon. It's still pretty fresh in our minds. Are we going to see any similarities with this storm, Scott? Please say no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I am happy to say this is this is nowhere near as large an event as that storm. For us, again, here's the kind of thing about winter storms. It's all about where you live. There is going to be those effects but they're going to be more to our south, much more along the Pontiac to Valparaiso kind of line. They could get somewhere like eight inches down to the south, like far south of the city, more like uh, central Illinois. But in the Chicago region, uh, we, we would see maximum about four inches. And again, that's only the southern areas of Cook County and maybe closer to the lake. You know something else I've always been curious about, Scott? When do storms get names, like Winter Storm Landon? The fact that that even had a name, that I was surprised. That's an interesting question because the naming of storms, is, winter storms, is a very recent thing. And it was actually something really pioneered in, in the private industry by companies like the Weather Company and so forth. And really, I think the answer is when they start to get noticed in the media and they start to be more, more widespread, the World Meteorological Organization only names tropical storms such as hurricanes and typhoons. So... Consider it more of a marketing exercise than something that's meteorologically official. Mm. Well, uh, yesterday was sweatshirt weather. Today is kind of another story. What is the actual temperature difference? The only a Midwesterner would consider 52 degrees sweatshirt weather. No one's happier than a Chicago <laughs> Sweatshirt and shorts. So, <laughs> exactly right. It's like you see that cartoon. It's like 50 degrees in... September, you're all bundled up 50 degrees in uh, February. It's like, woohoo. So at the moment, at my place, it's 25 degrees right now. So we've lost 25 degrees Fahrenheit in the space of around 24 hours. That's because we really had this change of air masses come through. We call this a cold front. So a cold front delineates when we have a cold air mass to our north and a warm air mass to our south. And then there can be a sudden change in temperatures when you switch from those southerly winds bringing warmth from the Gulf of Mexico to northerly winds, which are bringing cold air down from Alaska and, of course, our friends up in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, you talked about that wind out there, Scott. So later today, when that snow really starts to come down, especially in in, uh, metro Chicago, what do you think visibility will look like? Visibilities will definitely drop in metro Chicago. Expect them to get below about one mile visibility. Um, not a bad, Again, it's going to really be this gradient from Chicago Metro down to south. When we go down again to that line between Pontiac and uh, Valparaiso, we could see blizzard-like conditions where visibilities drop to you know, less than a quarter of a mile. But in the Chicago region, yeah, expect there to be some flat snow, low visibility, especially closer to the lake, especially as those waves get whipped up and we get that lakeshore icing. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, atmospheric scientist Scott Collis is with us discussing the winter weather descending on Chicago today. And coming up in about five minutes on Reset, how changing weather patterns are affecting how birds migrate through our area and how you can gather valuable data to help conservationists. So stay tuned for that conversation. Uh, Scott, given all that you've mentioned, what do you think... I and the rest of Chicago can expect when we're heading home from work today. 
So expect a slower than normal commute. Mind you, it sounds like listening to WBZ in the morning with um, there was actually less people who were going in today. So hopefully those two kind of add up together. It sounds like streets and sand are out, salting the roads, getting everything ready. So hopefully slick roads won't be too much of an issue. But you know, maybe take a little bit more time. It's always good to be safe here. We're kind of coming towards the end of the worst of winter and be a shame for people to have an accident getting this close to spring. We joked about yesterday's sweatshirt weather, but, you know, some would say that yesterday's climate, I know I was using this language, I was saying it was sort of a fake spring or a fool's spring. Tell us, when will actual spring hit Chicago? That's a good question. The um, March and April are our fastest warming month of the year. You know, we go from, you know, an average high of mid-30s, you know, 36 in March, to an average high of 40... Uh, sorry, mid, uh, average high of 36 in February mm-hmm. to an average high of 47 in March. So I don't know about you, but 47 sounds mighty nice right now. And as we kind of move out into March and into April, we'll see maximum temperatures increase at that fastest rate. But here's the kicker. They also become the most variable months of the year. So why folks might think we're out of the woods in March, our sixth largest snowstorm happened in 1930, where 19.2 inches was dumped on the city of Chicago between March 25th and 26th. So, you know, Chicago in spring can be a little bit strange. We, it can bring in that, those heavy snowfalls any time of the oh, year dear. or any time in March. So we're, we're, we're nowhere near out of the woods yet. Uh, well, you know, in the past, you've also mentioned overall that uh, climate change could bring more polar vortices, a.k.a. really, really cold temperatures to this area in the coming years. Is there evidence that that's happening yet? It's a really hard thing to look at from an observational standpoint because these things happen fairly rarely. To build statistics, especially when things are changing, to show statistical significance is very difficult. But what scientists do is they combine some of these observations of the atmospheres with the same numerical simulations we use to try to predict the weather. And what happens in the science that is behind this is that when you get less ice in the northern hemisphere, less ice up above the Arctic Circle, the weather patterns tend to go more north and more south. So we also get more extreme warm-ups in future climate, as well as more extreme cool-downs, these polar vortices, as folks call them. So as the globe warms and we lose Arctic sea ice, as we see an increase in temperature, we also see an increase of extremes. And somewhat um, counterintuitively, mm-hmm. it will go both ways. Well, I know you don't mind getting out in the cold, Scott. So are you going to be out in this weather today? Should we expect some pretty pictures on, on Twitter? I'm looking forward to going fat biking on the weekend. Uh, we, there's a sport that's really come up in the last 10 years, which is getting these bikes that have these really, really thick tires mm-hmm. and go riding in the woods, in the snow, it's so quiet and it's so beautiful. So in a nutshell, yes. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I, I can't wait to see your photos of that. And and for the folks who are, you know, having spring fever right now, what do you say to them? Is there a hopeful message you can leave uh, for those people? Well, it's Chicago. If you don't like the weather, wait a couple of weeks. 
Um, you know, as I've said before on your show, Sasha, I, one of the things I love about winter, um, and one of the things I use to ameliorate my spring fever, is getting out to the forest preserves if lucky enough to be able to forest preserves of in the other. This time of year, it's it's really because all the trees have lost their leaves, and you can see for miles. You have the ice on the lakes out there. Just getting outside really helps ameliorate my spring cabin, my winter cabin fever. But you know, warmer days are coming, yeah. so warm up the grill because, as I said, March and April are our fastest walking months. And in the meantime, Scott, have fun on that bike. That was atmospheric scientist Scott Collis. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.